cycling capital of the Midwest. It's the Cyclist Not Biker Podcast. Welcome to the first installment of the CMB Podcast. Hey, 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 it's the first one. My name is Sam, and today you're going to be stuck listening to my voice. Hey, who, god damn it. Yeah, we we already heard we already heard that. Sorry, uh, man. Who's who's switching up my carts? Hey, so uh, once again, welcome to the first installment of the Cyclist Not Biker podcast. My name is Sam, and I cannot work electronic equipment very well, evidently. Um, today, we're going to be talking about a couple different things that are near and dear to my heart. Um, gravel racing, uh, definitely near and dear to my heart. Uh, but I'm going to talk much trash on it. Uh, dirt drop handlebars. Um, it's a very uh, controversial subject, uh, but really not at all. I just like to use that word. And uh, long-distance touring, uh, ultra events coming up, uh, maybe nothing. I don't know. I might just ramble on and talk about tacos or something. That'll happen from time to time. Uh, anyway, you know what? Let's uh, stop screwing around. Let's get down to brass tacks here. Uh, let's talk about one of my... Well, let's talk about one of the world's smallest problems ever. It's getting a good dirt drop handlebar. Now, for those of you out there that have ridden uh, dirt drop handlebars or prefer to ride them, uh, I know uh, John Sevo out there, he's kind of like the man about town uh, with knowledge of the dirt drops, monster cross bikes. Uh, he runs uh, monstercross.com, monstercross, this and that, Facebook groups, and uh, he's writing for uh, CX Magazine now, doing a uh, monstercross uh, column, so yeah, way to go, John, that's pretty bad, uh, A-word, but yeah, so Sivo's got a whole thing with the dirt drops and history and and, uh, been involved in developing, and uh, you know, I've, I've ridden a lot of different shapes and a lot of different weird, I mean, I'm a wide dude. And dirt drops generally are pretty wide, um, so it works out well for me. Um, so, you know, I think that the whole point of dirt drops is that you're riding in the drops. It gives you more leverage when you're climbing, gives you some more hand positions. It gets your wrists in a better position for long, windy, rocky crap that uh, some of us get down with. Um Guitar Ted of uh, Trans Iowa and RidingGravel.com. Also, uh, I, I think he may have turned me on to these back in the day. But you know, my favorite uh, dirt drops are the Ragley Luxy Bar. Rest in peace. Um, in fact, he hooked me up with my second set. Um, I've got both my sets in play. Um, they are on one of my. They're on a Ty Fargo, and then I've got another single speed twenty nine er that's set up monster cross style, um, that I go out and do a little bit of this and that on. Um, but they're fantastic drops. They're not made anymore. Sort of like my brain. Hold on. Let's pause for, pause for a drink of coffee. It's kind of early. So the Ragley Lexi bar is one of the widest handlebars you're going to find. Like if you're a thin person, if you're short, if you're, you know, like the size that a cyclist should be if you're like a road racer type, um, not that there's anything wrong with that. 
they're probably not going to work out for you because they're going to have your arms spread way out. You know, if you ride, say, like a 42-centimeter uh, regular road bar, the Luxie bar is not for you. You probably want to go with something like the uh, On One Midge. They're a little bit uh, narrower, um, a lot bit narrower, uh, or something of the sort. <clears throat> now, like Soma is making a, a dirt drop. Nitto makes a dirt drop. Uh, I think Velo Orange has a dirt drop now. I mean, they're they're gaining popularity. You know, just like everything gravel related. I mean, everybody's got to get on the goddamn gravel bandwagon now. It's almost as bad as, uh, I guess, anything that the bike industry jumps on. Um, I don't know. That that's we'll save that for a whole nother podcast subject because uh, it could get ugly, and I might need that bottle of Fernet uh, Bronca. We'll do a little drunk drunk history on that. So anyway, back to dirt drops. Um, I fell in love with these bars back when they were evidently just being discontinued. So about five years ago, um, I picked up a first generation Fargo frame from, uh, the illustrious Zen biking, Steve Fuller. And, um, I missed that bike. That's a whole nother story, <clears throat> but I was looking for something kind of unique as far as handlebars. And I'm not a wood chipper fan. Notice I didn't even mention them in the dirt drops yet. I, I, absolutely hate wood chippers i don't like how they're set up i don't like how there's nothing about them i like they don't even look cool to me and that's saying something because i love things that don't look cool um now when i test rode steve's build of his fargo it had the wood chippers on it and how he had it set up was fantastic you just sat right into that bike like it was a comfy couch and uh so maybe i'm the problem with the wood chippers who knows so anyway the ragley luxi bar the ragley luxi bar was designed by a guy for ragley and uh i'm not gonna give you the whole history maybe i'll do a whole episode about that and you can just skip that one because it's pretty goddamn boring um but it was designed by a guy who was working at ragley at the time there was some sort of kerfuffle that happened and uh this person moved on to uh, to the on one company and Ragley decided to say, you know, middle finger to this dude and discontinue his handlebars, which happened to be the greatest dirt drop handlebars of all time. I don't even know why you would do that to a whole community of people who wants to ride these damn things. So I got my first pair from England uh, from Chain Reaction Cycles, whatever it was, and it took like six months for me to get them because we, we ran into some issues with uh, shipping and whatnot, but I got them. I put them on this Fargo and instantly fell in love with them. They have a very shallow drop. They're super wide. They're real swept. The One of the best, or I guess one of the most unique features of these uh, handlebars are that the 31.8 clamp section goes all the way to the bend on the top of the bar. So you've got 31.8 tubing all the way across. Um, it gives the handlebars kind of a unique feel, feel. and when you're riding on the, t- on the uh, tops of the bars, um, you just get more to grip onto. You know, I, I like it. You, you, you could mount uh, like a three iPads on top. This is, I mean, this is a huge bar. It really is. <clears throat> so I put it on the Fargo Gen 1 and really fell in love with it. But I thought, you know what? One's not enough. 
And you know what? If you're listening to this, you're probably in a cycling community and you probably have a problem that whenever you see something bike related, you can't just have one. Um, I think that's the N plus one. There's never too many bikes. There's never too many shoes or whatever you, whatever it is that, you know, floats your boat. So I, so I get another set from the illustrious guitar Ted of writinggravel.com and he, he, he's a saint. He drives them over to my home city of Des Moines, Iowa. Hey, Des Moines. Um, also known as the cycling capital of the Midwest (laughs) as proclaimed by me alone. And, uh, so I've got two sets and at this point when I get my second set they're like not ab- not even available at all you can't order them nobody's selling these things I don't even know how many were put out into uh, it put in production how many made it out of the factory um, these are all things I should probably listen back to this podcast make these notes and find this information out for the Ragley Luxie Bar podcast that you won't have to listen to because you can skip it um, it, it, it so what I'm saying I'm totally obsessed with these things uh, ever since I got my second pair, which ended up on a uh, singular puff and fat bike for a while, and then uh, I picked up a Linsky single speed 29er frame. Uh, after like two years of searching for a reasonably priced used, uh, like painted Thai Fargo frame in large, everybody sells mediums and extra larges. Like, I guess dudes that are six feet tall. They don't, they don't sell their bikes. I mean, if you saw my storage, you, that you would know that's true. <clears throat> I, ugh, N plus 400. So where we're at with this, sorry to check and make sure this thing was still recording. So where we're at with this is, uh, I'm always looking for another set and, you know, I've been, uh, I've had a save search on eBay. Um, I look on pink bike all the time, all the, all the websites, all the forums looking for them. Nobody's ever selling these things. The last time I saw a pair come up for sale on eBay, they ended up going for something like 240 bucks. I mean, it was just like insane. These things, I got my first pair shipped from England for 75 bucks, um, which is a steal. So recently, and here's where I'm going with this dirt drop conversation uh when i ordered my first pair i ordered the black anodized and they didn't have them in stock which is was part of the six month wait they didn't tell me they just took you know took my payment and sat on it for months and i'm like hey where's my stuff They're like oh that's uh it's uh, out of stock like, oh, yeah, great. Well, send me the silver ones. Cool. So I get the silver ones. I've always wanted the black ones, and I've never seen the black ones. I've never held them in my hands. I've never ridden them. I know they're the same bars, but, you know, when there's something that you focused on, you want in the first place, the backup plan is, like, it's still just the backup plan years later. So I find a, a pair of black Raggy Lux, Luxie bars on eBay, and I got them. I did not pay $240 for them. Thankfully, it went for way less than that. Um, I was shocked. Um, it probably has something to do with nobody telling people on forums that those bars were out there. I noticed that the bids were very low, and I'm sure everybody that was looking, you know, watching them, 
um, all six of us that were bidding on these damn things, we're probably like, okay, don't tell anybody because this could get ugly because they are kind of a unicorn uh, handlebar. You can't get them. Um, if anybody wants to manufacture these again and maybe make a carbon version, I'd be way into that. Um, I got into the carbon Jones loop bars this past winter on my fat bike. And I tell you, they are amazing. They're incredible. I love them, but, uh, you know, I don't, I only ride drop bars except for that one bike. Wow. We're getting way off on a tangent. Coffee's kicking in. Amazing. So, Let's continue with this conversation about the Ragley Lexi bar. So now I have three sets of bars and you're probably saying to yourself, self, tell that guy he's got a problem. Tell that guy to send him to me, which has happened a couple times so far. People, hey, yeah, I'd make a good present for me. Like, yeah, it probably would. But after years of searching for these things and now, but here's the problem. Like, I don't know what to do with them. I told myself in 2018 would not be building any new bikes. I don't currently have any bikes that really need a handlebar swap. You know, thought about putting them on our, we've got a commotion Java tandem. Uh, if we were doing more, you know, off-road stuff, it's kind of set up for touring right now. I might put those on there cause it'd be cool to have a little extra hand positioning, etc. Uh, leverage, whatnot. But uh, eh, not really necessary. Um, I've got an old GT touring frame that I've got set up as kind of a monster cross right now with some, I think, some Gary drop bars or uh, dirt drop bars, and which I hate. Um, they're too narrow. Um, I haven't really talked to any, many people who think that they're great bars. They're kind of funky, um, and they put your shifting in a weird spot. They're 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 kind of like a uh, a flared out something more like a, it'd be good on like a track bike or a fixie or something, but dirt drops, not so much. Um, so, you know, there's the option of putting them on there. That'd be cool. Um, but now I'm thinking like, why not get like stupid? Like, why not build something like a, a roll off or pinion drive belts, gate drive, 27.5, plus system. Um, I think I've got some parts around for it. Might, might need a frame or something. Um, but here's, here's what, let me get into this. So anyway, the Ragley dirt drop bar, the Luxie is an amazing bar. And if you have a chance to try them out or find, or find a set, um, get them, try them out. Um, if you pick them up and you don't like them, contact me. Um, my, <laughs> and I'll buy them from you because I'll hoard every goddamn last one of these fucking handlebars until I own every last one. And I will be the Highlander. Uh, there can be only all of them anyway. So moving on. So we get into, um, let's go into another discussion here about problems. Uh, maybe all of you out there, you've got a parts bin. You know, parts bin is kind of a uh, loosely used term. It's, uh, it is what it is. Um, you might have some like pedals laying around or maybe like some chain rings you changed out or, uh, maybe a couple parts that you bought and didn't end up using for something else or, you know, just stuff people give you. Um, personally, I have all of that, uh, over the years, people have just dumped all their shit on my, um, 
into my parts bins. Um, I've been gifted old bikes and stripped them down and turned them into fixies for people. And I've got all those parts laying around. And, um, also they're just, you know, I, I had a problem a couple years back where I was just always searching the internet for cheap price Ram two by 10 stuff, because, you know, that stuff breaks. They were starting to develop the, uh, two by 11 and the one by 11 stuff. And I'm like, you know, I should just start buying cheap shifters and derailers just in case. Um, because you know, in the long run, do you want to spend 50 bucks on a, you know, left shifter and then maybe use it or not? Or do you want to down the road have to shift or you have to change your entire drivetrain? which presents a myriad of problems, especially if you're on a non 11 speed compatible rear hub, et cetera, et cetera. So anyway, what I'm saying is you got, so you've got a parts bin, um, in my parts bin, I will get fixated one particular part and all of a sudden it becomes a bike. Uh, I've had like, Oh man, this crank set, like I picked up, this thing's really cool. All of a sudden it's a bike. Oh man, I got this really cheapo single speed, mountain bike frame set. Uh, I got a front wheel from something laying around and all of a sudden, boom, now it's a fixed gear 29er ice bike. Um, a lot of my, a lot of my bikes in my garage have come from that. Oh, I have a salsa chili con crosso scandium, uh, fixed gear gravel bike. (laughs) It's really dumb. It weighs nothing. It's amazing. But yeah, it's just because it's stupid. Uh, Hey, there's one part we should build a thing. Like I currently have a left, um, SRAM force one by hydro, um, flat mount disc lever caliper combination that, you know, I needed post mount for a project I was working on. So I just have that sitting around the 83 mil, um, spindle length race face, orange anodized single speed crank set. Um, and I have these regular Luxie bars that will be here today. Um, if I read my shipping and tracking, right. So what I'm saying is you can end up building a whole bike around a set of handlebars. And I think if I stop inward hiccuping, that's exactly what's going to happen. All right. Are you bored yet? We should put some music in here or something. Keep in mind, this is the first installment of cyclist, not biker podcast. It's a podcast, uh, supplement to my bike blog, which is ironically named cyclist, not biker.com where you can read me rant about dumb shit and, uh, post crappy pictures of things. And, uh, basically defame continental tires a lot. It's always my, my, uh, most anyway, here's our break. All right. Now you've heard enough about my bikes and dirt drops and a couple name drops. Um, man, this will be a lot better when I have guests. Um, <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> oh man, 
is it too early to start drinking? It's like 8.30, right? That, so it's like, what's that phrase? It's 5 o'clock. How could it be 5 o'clock somewhere? It's 8.33. Jimmy Buffett, you're flawed. You're flawed. Logic and time is not going to stand up to uh, what's up next. So up next is long-distance touring. Uh, you know, I'm not a fast guy. I'm more of a fat guy. Uh, but I love riding long distances, doing centuries. Um, in fact, I was going to do one today, but I'm uh, <laughs> I'm doing this instead. Woo! Training. Man, so long-distance touring, ultra-endurance races, um, ultra-gravel races. I mean, I, I love it all. Um, I'm not great at it, but I know some people who are incredible at it. And uh, kudos to them. I'm hoping in the future to have uh, such gravel and uh, ultra-endurance luminaries as uh, my friend Steve Fuller on. Um, maybe Cornbread out there. I'd love to talk to him about his uh, his uh, indie frame fails over the years because I'm obsessed with indie fab frames right now. But every time I find one that's like a vintage something, I'm like, oh, that'd be cool. Uh, I think about, <laughs> I think about you, cornbread. Um, oh yeah, and uh, you know, as I said, Trans Iowa, rest in peace, race director. Not him; he didn't pass away, but the race is is gone. It's off the this mortal gravel coil. Um, Guitar Ted, he's a big, big, big fan of long distance stuff, um, and we will be doing the twenty four hours of coming. Uh, 240 mile race as a team this uh this summer should be a good time which is why i should probably be writing instead of talking right now and uh last but certainly not least uh sarah if you're listening to this eventually i would love to talk with you i know it'll be super annoying to have to talk to me because it i mean i don't even like listening to me either but uh sarah cooper um who hails from west des moines here um she outright won, uh, I believe it was the 2016 uh, Race Across the West, which is a, um, I mean, she outright won it. She beat the men and the women, and she crushed the shit out of it. 900 miles in like uh, five minutes is insane. Um, she won the women's field in the 2017 Ram race across America. Um, she is notable for winning trans Iowa, which is just stupid. Um, and she's also the, the founder and race director for the spotted horse ultra gravel event, um, which is a torture chamber that I may enter this year. Um, we'll see how fitness goes. Um, Still on the upside or the uh, the climb side of that, so I'd love to have some of them on. Um, but let's just talk about it from my standpoint. I like to I like to see how many towns I can ride through. I like to see as many. Um, I mean, I like to ride far enough to see like a climate change. Um, it's hard to get time to do that. I'm kind of busy. But I mean, how do you feel about long distance rides? I mean, what's long distance to you? Like 
30 miles. I know people that think 30 miles is like a pretty long distance and they ride it. And that's amazing because, you know, as the great Eddie Merce said, <laughs> just ride your bike. Nobody's judging you. Uh, some good coffee. Um, but I'm talking about things that are uh, metric centuries or higher. So 62 miles or higher. Um, we've got a couple friends right now that are riding from Des Moines to Memphis on their touring bikes. Um, obscenely jealous of them because it looks like they're having a great time. Um, but you know, it's, uh, that time of the year for my business got to be, got to be in full on, um, taking care of business mode, whatnot. Um, uh, that's Bathory, everyone. I'm not sure what his deal is right now, but he seems to be concerned about wanting to go outside. Um, you know what? I feel like we've talked enough today. If you've made it this far, I really appreciate it. This is my first ever pod. Bathory, shut up. I'm trying to give an outro. Anyway, if you've made it this far, thanks for listening to Ramble. I apologize for it being so me-centric, but we don't have a guest, and I literally just came up with this off the top of my head. So stream of consciousness. Um, check out my... Uh, Check out my website, cyclistnotbiker.com. Uh, check out uh, writinggravel.com. Um, I think I've got one article written up there about uh, dyno lighting. That's a whole other podcast we could do. Um, and uh, let's see what other shout-outs we got. I want to give a shout-out to um, bikeiowa.com. Uh, I want to give a shout out to my cat Bathory who finally shut his cat mouth. And I want to give a shout out to you for taking the time out of your day to listen to me ramble about bikes. Uh, my name is Sam. I love tacos until next time. And hopefully next time we'll be smoother. Have a great day. Keep the rubber side down and ride your goddamn bike.